What's happening, people? Welcome back to the podcast. Now, let me explain a few things. Even if you're listening, you've probably noticed there's a few differences in the audio. I was a very um, naive little boy thinking that I could um, just gallivant around the world and manage to find studios and an unbelievable guest to come on and talk absolute mints with me. The reason I say mints, because you usually know what is coming after that sentence, is because the first 30 seconds on YouTube really matters for monetizing. So until we get to 30 seconds, we're about 38 now, you fucking shitbag. Um, you can't really swear in the first 30 seconds. Otherwise, you make no money. So well, I'll just explain what's going on here. Um, I've I brought two mics with me in my backpack, hoping that I never had to bring them out because I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing right now. Um, I'm in one of the girls' house, and not the house, the room, um, in, in her room filming a podcast, and it's on Christmas Day. There's about eight people downstairs, like a family that I don't know. There's two dogs, one's fucking terrified of me, and I'm in the room because I've decided that I'm going to have to do a podcast of some sort because I'm not missing a week. And I did want to do one about like just 2022 in general because it's been a very interesting year for myself. So I found an app that allows you to record. Like, So I'm recording on my computer and on my phone with a mic and I've just switched it on. I've done like two test videos and I've just hoped for the best that it works. But to be honest, I've wanted to do... Oh, make sure this goes down. There's some sort of audio that comes out of something. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I have no idea how to sort a podcast. I've absolutely no idea how to film it, how to get the audio to sync up with a video. Paul, the producer on the last podcast, I was like to him, yeah, so I started my own podcast... And when we filmed and videoed it, the video and audio files were different lengths. And then I had to sit for like three hours to fix the audio. And he was like, yeah, Gavin, that's because um, sound and light travel at different times. Um, and the speed of light is faster than the speed of sound. And I was like, Paul, that's enough science from you. Just fix the files for me, please. I never want to hear about that any again. I never want to hear about that again, sorry. Um, so, this podcast, um, I'm just going to go through the 10 things that I've learned in 2022. I think, like I was saying, I think I'll actually be better at solo podcasts when there's not someone in the room. So, when I've done them back home, Paul, the producer, has always been there. Now, Paul is amazing, right? I, at his job, he's unbelievable. He's. I've also had like a few other producers now. When I've went to like Belfast, I've I done one in Bali and stuff as well. So he's definitely the best producer I've ever had. But there's something so weird about you trying to speak in a mic to a camera while someone else is sitting there. And when I'm doing a solo podcast, Paul is not interested in what I'm saying one bit. And um, when you do like a uh, interview or whatever sometimes it's quite funny so you can hear him laughing in the background when it's on your own and you're cracking a joke to a camera you just look like an absolute virgin so he's just sitting there like he's usually i wonder if he'll mind me saying this will he mind me saying this one time he was stoned out of his box right and he was just sitting there like absolutely cooked out his brain and i could i was like making little jokes to myself then laughing and i could see him just like stone like that looking in the corner and i was like right okay this is well awkward so i think on my own i'm capable of being a weird little boy and i can actually do that without someone stone out of their being judging me in the corner he wasn't actually judging me he was too stoned to even notice that i was in the room i'm surprised he managed to record the, the podcast but anyway yeah this is going to be 10 things that um, what did I say? 10 things that 2022 has taught me. Now, you know that I, this is not going to be too virginy. Well, maybe a little bit virginy, but I'm just not that type of guy that's like, there's no quotes in it, put it that way. I won't be putting any quotes on my story about how 2022 has changed my life. And these are just the things that I've learned. Some of these are things that you probably already knew, but it took me to 27 to learn. Um, so, Number one is N N NFTs can go fuck themselves. Um, this year, about February, 
and I started looking at NFTs and it was the worst decision I made this year by far. I bought a thing called a Goop um, off the back of someone I knew that used to do freestyle football, which is what I used to do. I just went on his Twitter, Twitter, which is never a good start to anything. Just don't go on Twitter, just don't get the app ever and your life will be better. That's not one of the things on this, but it should be. So I went on Twitter and he's he's one of those fucking apes or whatever those things are that just they're they're a farce, whatever they were going for like four hundred grand or whatever. So he'd one of those. So I was like, This guy knows his shit. I don't know anything about NFTs, but I know this guy knows his shit about NFTs. So he one one week he was going on about this goop, right? <laughs> it's called a goop. So he was going on about it. He was like, "These are launching these goops," and I was like, mm, "What are these? What are these?" And uh, on the day of the launch or whatever, he's like, "I've just picked picked myself up sixty goops," and I'm on Twitter, and I was like, "I'm gonna make a Twitter account," and I decided to get in on the act, and I was about twenty four hours too late, so I spent a good bit more on my goop, um, so paid about eight eight hundred quid, I think, for it. Um, I made a Twitter account called Gav Has Goops. Um, please don't go and look at that because I think all you'll see is like tweets at 7.30 in the morning saying stuff like, Goop morning. Um, we need some more Goops in here. Um, I, th- I think there's just a various tweets of me changing the song lyrics to Goop instead of Good. Um, anyway, but two weeks go by and the goop is worth 50 quid. I think, I've not checked in a while, but I'm pretty sure now the goop, I don't even know if it's a goop anymore. I, th- I think they may have went, uh, can can you go bankrupt as a as an NFT? I think that's how far the goop dropped. So I'd, I shouldn't have listened to Gary V. I got in a thing for about two months. These things are like cults. And you always need to watch that you don't get caught in one. I got caught in the goop train. I lost 800 quid because of it. It also made me start looking into crypto again. And I've threw about three grand at crypto that's now worth about a grand. Um, so yeah, all, all around bad decisions. Um, and I'm hoping I'll learn my lesson. But history tells me that I won't. Um, but I won't be buying a goop again. And if I'll probably be making a new Twitter name. Um, second one probably a bit more normal um, something that I, I actually knew in 2021 believe it or not but I never fixed it in 2021 as just me in general I need socialising like whatever I do in life I, and there needs to be some sort of social aspect of it or I'm just I'm just not the same person or I, I just need to have someone that I can bounce off of um, every, like literally every single day, even like one day where I'm like on my own the full time. I'm, I'm, it's weird because I like socialize and I love socializing, but then also at one point I'll be like, right, would you just all fuck off and let me do this for the next three hours on my own? Do you know what I mean? So I'm like one of them, like, but it's more if I isolate myself, I, I know I start losing the plot. So I'm an only child. I spend a lot of time on my own. I'm used to spending time on my own and I like it. But I also need to have spurts of like socialising of some sort, otherwise I lose the plot. So I learned that a lot going home. I think that's why the I think this is why the this is the first solo podcast in like a room on my own because what like I've enjoyed that's why I've set everything I set up when I went back to Glasgow was for my lifestyle, not necessarily for what's gonna make my business better or whatever going in the future so like I started in person coaching and that wasn't I liked training the clients in person I, I all my clients were really sound but also it meant that I went to the gym and I trained with like the other PTs even like in between clients I was speaking to the other PTs and generally just having a laugh and that's what like I need that in my life if I don't have that in my life like I'll lose the lose the plot so I'm probably going to go back more into online coaching a bit just because it makes more well, like I'm in Australia I can't like go and set up a business like in person where I don't know anyone 
and it'll cost like gym rent and stuff like that cost too much money so i'll probably go online again but what i need to make sure that i do is like i would have to like join a five five side team or i played volley beach volleyball last week and i was i was actually pretty good so maybe i'll just become a professional beach volleyball player because i was up like a salmon every time see when someone spiked up in their net and yes i did there's probably about 30 people in Melbourne, they were like, there was just this fucking weird Scottish guy shouting up last salmon every time I hit the ball in volleyball. And the reason I do that is because I had this, <laughs> I had a mate that when Victor Onyama scored that for, so when Celtic beat Barcelona 2-1, probably like, what, 12 years ago, I had a mate that every time he went up for a header caused Victor Onyama he, when Victor Winyama scored, he was just like, he was up last salmon. And then every time anyone headed the ball, he just went up last salmon. So now I, I can't get that out of my head. So I was up last salmon every single time the ball gets spiked in beach volleyball. But yeah, that's something I've learned. Whatever, wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, I'll need to ha- I'll need to force myself to socialise. Um, so that's something that I'm wary of. Um, I'm actually going to switch these about because... A lot of people want me to talk about dating. I don't know why. It started coming up on my Instagram Q&As and stuff as well. People are asking for relationship advice. I'm one of the most single men on earth right now. I'm in Australia. I've been single for like over two years. Yeah, over two years. Quite a good bit over two years. So I don't know why you're asking me for relationship advice, but I'll give you it anyway. Um, so number three is you don't have to be drunk to date. Now, that might, that like I said, some of these might be very simple to you or something that you learned like when you were born, but I didn't know this. I thought you had to be blind drunk to go on dates and I've been doing that for most of my life. Even if you, I, like, so I started maybe not going, like I went on one or two in London where it was like coffee, but I'm pretty sure like that, let me tell you about the last time I remember being like drinking on dates. Like I drank on a few there, but bef- before when I was like, right, I'm gonna maybe actually try and go on some of these sober. I didn't do it straight away. By the way, I done like two sober ones. Was like, this is fucking gash, and then went back to getting blind drunk. Um, the last one I remember. I'm hoping that this isn't echoing or anything. By the way, because. I feel like I can hear something, but I'm no I'm no audio engineer, so we're just gonna keep rolling. The last one. <laughs> so I found out my mum was gay like maybe a year and a half ago, right? My my like great auntie just texted me on Facebook my great auntie, sorry, just messaged me on Facebook and she was like, um Hi Gavin, just to let you know, your mum's been lying to you all these years and her friend Andrea is actually her lover. And I was like, um, hi Nanette, I'm good, you? How are you doing? Um, actually, I just blocked her straight away because I don't like her anyway. Um, but So I had that on my mind, right? And I was going out with this girl from Essex and it was on Hinge and it was the next day. And because I'd literally just found out... <laughs> And like, obviously, it's, obviously, I didn't care at all. But it's just something that you don't just go, "Oh, my mum's gay." I'm gonna think nothing of this. You're just kind of like, "Hmm." So, was my mum gay when she was with my dad? Was my mum gay when she had me? Has she been gay all her life? She's how long? Is, how long has she not told me for? You know what I mean? You act like it's not like, "Oh, my mum's gay." Oh, everyone's alright. Do you know what I mean? You actually sit and think about it for fucking ages, and it is something that goes through your mind. Um, so when I was going on that date, I was like to myself, so I had like, I I had two or three drinks before I went, which is something I would always do anyway. And on, (laughs) I remember she she messaged me, she was on the way and I could see her. I'm just going to turn my phone down, sorry for two seconds because I'm scared that there's audio or something coming out of that. Um, and I remember... She was, she was, I could, she was like, I'm on my way and I seen her before she was going to the pub. So we were both going to the pub, but she was like walking in front of me. And then I just, 
she turned the corner, we were going to the pub, and I remember walking behind her, just going, don't mention the game up thing. Don't mention the game up thing, please. Just don't mention it. And then as soon, like, we, we got there, sat down at the table, ordered a drink. <laughs> and as soon as I took one sip of my beer, I went like that, put my beer down, I was like, so my mum's gay. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I done it, I just pissed myself laughing because I knew I knew for a fact I was never going to keep that. T- I, I I couldn't not tell anyone about it. Bear in mind, I hadn't like told any of my mates. I had like I'd literally just got home that night, found out my mum was gay, and then I was going on a date the next day. So I just I had to tell someone. So there was just an hour of her listening to me, and like obviously I was like I was taking the piss a little bit, but there was just like an hour of me talking about the situation obviously now it's a a year down the line and i have like fully like got it in my head and everything's fine i actually had to like go and my mum didn't know i knew so i had to like when i went back to scotland that time so i was still living in london i had to like i couldn't like not say anything about it so i remember sitting to her and she was talking about her friend I, like I, I, she was, she was always speaking about her because it was her, her best friend. Little did I know she, she was scissoring her. Um, oh my god, that's disgusting. Anyway, oh, that's the that's the kind of stuff I was saying on that date. <laughs> Remember, this is the first date. Um, yeah, that didn't last that long. Um, so I had to say to her here. See, Andrea, is she a a friend or more than a friend? And like, she just burst like burst into tears straight away because my mom's got like a lot of mental health issues as well like she's like she's got some sort of she has forms of psychosis but don't know what it's what it actually is because she never goes and gets checked for it like a lot of the symptoms look like schizophrenia but apparently as a therapist you can't even like diagnose schizophrenia and like there's like psychosis can also be caused by um lack of sleep and stuff like that so you never really know what's actually going on and she won't really go get a diagnosis anyway. So it's just one of those. It was well hard to na- navigate, but part- she said she was scared to tell me just in case, like, she like because she's got extreme paranoia, she was scared that, like, I would disown her or whatever. Obviously, I would never do any of those things, um, but it's just because of how she is. That's why she never told me for years. Um, right, I'm going to go through some of these other ones um yeah so actually this was falling on we may as well just go through this one one thing i've learned this year is a death like i actually don't need alcohol like i actually don't need it i think i'm gonna do 2023 without drinking i've been thinking about it a while because the reason i haven't done that before is like i was thinking i was like when's you kind of like you have to drink and then i was thinking like off of going holiday you have to drink stuff like that but when i was in bali i had aaron and brad with me and both of the aaron drinks sometimes but like he'll get absolutely on it maybe like three times a year and then brad just like even the first time i met him i had like two beers and he was like i'm not drinking at all so i went out with them a few times and we're actually like we're going to a place called single fins in bali none of us even drank at all and we're like on the dance floor and stuff like that we're talking to loads of new people and shit and i just presumed that wasn't possible without having 10 pints all my life i was just like um there's absolutely no way you're getting me to do a wee jig on a dance floor with loads of people i've never met unless i'm blind drunk and um, but apparently you can do it obviously it took because i'd been there for like two and a half weeks or whatever we'd already been out quite a few times without drinking if you asked me to do that like in a bar in glasgow three months ago i'd have been like no i'll be in the house i'm absolutely not doing that so I'm starting to learn that I can actually do these things without drinking. The only thing you need to, you need to navigate, which is really irritating, is people asking you why you're not drinking, because that quite, like everyone just asks about it, but they they won't just ask once. They'll ask once, then they'll really judge you for it, and then they'll ask why, and then there'll be like a million questions after it. A few like I've been out a few times in Australia. I've not been drinking, and like. I've been asked like three times and then they've stopped but back home it's like people don't even let you do it almost it's almost like 
are like it's almost like you're breaking breaking the law doing it back home and people just don't allow you to do it when i also arrived in melbourne because there's there's other people doing this there's other people not drinking but they've actually got tactics i noticed so i went the first this is what i struggled with as well so when i first came to melbourne I met up with like a girl and a guy that I knew from Asia, but I knew them from like they lived in Melbourne when I was here as well. So they invited me out, and there was like twenty people there. So there was like seventeen, eighteen people that I didn't know. Now, not having three pints before that is different. Like you're like I'm fine with like going out, obviously with people I know and not drinking. But I forgot that when because you usually just go to those things. And like people wouldn't know that you're already a little bit drunk because they don't know you, but or even people that did know you wouldn't know that you've had three pints. But it just eases that sort of feeling. Whereas now you're going into it just like with that feeling and, and embracing it. But anyway, I was sitting talking to them after like an hour, like I was fine, and there was I noticed a girl next to me kept going to the water thing, water thing, the uh, the water, um, and she was like not she wasn't drinking and I, I looked at her I was like are you not drinking and I could see straight away she was about to say something that is like what I would say and I was like no I'm just asking because I'm not drinking and I just started asking her about it and she was like yeah I've been doing this for four months now and she was like after about an hour people just are like one as soon as everyone else is tipsy they don't notice you're not drinking so if you go up to the bar on your own and you're ordering like a whatever a soda and lime or like she was just drinking water just to save money. Well, not I don't. I presume she was. Well, she was definitely saving money because I was spending five dollars on diet cokes or whatever. So I presume that's why she was doing it. But she she was like, it's actually fine, and like you get used to it after like two months. And then when everyone gets absolutely pissed drunk, you probably go home and you have a good night's sleep. And like a lot people will be like, oh, that's when it gets the best. For me, like that's when you just keep drinking just to try and make it any decent. Do you know what I mean? When everyone else is like pissed, and like people, even when you're drunk, it's obviously way more annoying when you're sober listening to people drunk. But even when you're drunk, people do your head in sometimes. Like I'm like even if I've had ten pints and someone is like stumbling about, I'm like get the fuck away from me. So it's definitely something that I think I might do in twenty twenty three. I went about a month there without drinking and I went to Sydney, drank one night, but it's never ever worth it for me. So I had a decent night, but I, like I've, I'm 27 now, I've been drunk a million times. Um, so I never like wake up in the morning and go, oh, that was so worth it. I always wake up in the morning and go, oh, my head is fucking pounding. Um, right, I think what I've done about, what have I done, maybe five? Yeah, so this one, I've, I'm just going to say it's five, it might be four, pretty sure it's five. Um, I think what I'm going to focus on now is long form. I think that suits me way, way better. I need to get better these solo ones. Or do I though? Because I think... I don't probably don't because I probably will just do mostly um, interviews. I think when I've got someone to bounce off of, like that's when I know. Like see if you... See if I, like my mate brings me out with two of his mates that I don't know or whatever... I just know that that's like when I'm best, like if I can bounce off of someone and take the piss out of stuff. So I probably won't be loads of solo ones, probably just be solo ones when I just can't do an in-person one and I'll get better naturally by doing them with them. The weird thing is as well, what I've noticed with solo ones, and I noticed this when I was doing it um, in the studio as well, is like you don't, cause it's not a YouTube video, you don't know whether to look at the camera or look at, and like if you're thinking about stuff, you need to look look about and stuff. So I never know if I'm meant to look at the camera or not. Just another little weird thing I would like, you know. Um, so, and I noticed, like, I was watching a Jamie Carragher podcast. And even he, he's, like, looking at the sky and all that. So maybe you don't need to look at the camera. I think that's something that puts me off as well. But I think what I've realised is going into 2023, I need to focus more on this podcast than short form. Because short form drains my energy so much. Whereas this doesn't really drain my energy. Like not when you're doing like an interview. Plus most of the time, especially like recently, say like the podcast with Brad that done like Unreal, but always was going to do a class because he's been on Love Island. I didn't really need to do much talking. So all I'm thinking about is how to keep him going. And then if, if he was like, for instance, we talked far too much about Love Island. 
and then that's all that's in my head is like right this is getting through love Islandy, and that's when switched it to talking about like his gran or whatever that's all i'm really need to be thinking about whereas short form honestly i can't describe to you when i do short form next year i'm just gonna literally do what i know works and like only do like three or four a week because it's not actually like when i'm doing those videos a lot of them isn't actually what i'm like at all you, it's just like playing to what the algorithm is like and then that I, that'll play in my head because i'll be like this is so fake but when i watch everyone else that they're all fake as well i've met most of these people that are doing well on these reels and stuff like that and that's why i know i'll do oh, that came across cocky that's why i know i'll do better at the podcast because i know the podcast suits my personality like people like whatever brad or whatever from from love island I'm, I didn't even know who he was when I met him. Like, I didn't... I literally just spoke to him in a bar and he was sound and he happened to have been on Love Island. So I just know that I can have good conversations with, like, different types of people because most PTs are so, like, in their own bubble with PTing that they, they won't ever, like, meet these people. And I am the type of person that goes out. I know I'm saying I'm not going to drink, but I'm still going to go out. So I'm the type of person that will meet a shit ton of people. Like, I just always have big groups of people that I know just because I'm, like, speaking to people from, like, for instance, with a podcast, I've got, like, Sean, like, so now I've got, like, comedians that I speak to. Um, I'll have, like, people from football. I'll have people from traveling. I'll have, like, other just random people I've met through things. And I'm, I'm the type of person that usually kind of stays in touch with people. Um, so I just know I'll have a lot, a lot of potential guests or and even potential people that i'll meet like i can already see right if i interview this person they know these like five people that would be good guests do you know what i mean i'm already thinking like that so i just think the podcast is really where i should be focusing on because i think it's where i have an advantage over other people and if you're going to be smart in this world that's play to your advantages and i know that i i have that skill way more than like anyone else that's in this industry anyway i am but again, I don't even really know what this podcast is anymore because it's it started off obviously because I was a PT, I'd done a few fat loss ones and all that. But I don't think I'm going to talk about fitness stuff on here at all because I actually think I actually don't think it's what people want here. Um, and if they do, they they can just watch the. I'm still going to keep my Instagram fitness related. Um, number six is this year I've embraced a lot more how different i am um so up until about 25 probably heard me say this before i was just the typical going out and getting annihilated type of person um and i would say i hadn't i think i matured a little bit at 23 when i moved here and i had to start paying rent and stuff up until 23 i was an absolute moron i had no money anytime i got money i would just go i'd like to go and go on easyjet book a flight somewhere, go there, spend all my money there, come back. And because I was doing freestyle, I'd make money in like sparks. So I might have like 200 quid in my bank and then the next week I might have four grand. That's the way my money was working. And now I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of money because I would spend it straight away. And also I wouldn't say I was making good money, but I was living at home. I also didn't have like, even though I've been living at home this year, I've got way higher expenses. Like the podcast studio, I was paying gym rent, I was doing driving lessons and I fucking finished them finally and got a car, got insurance and all that. So like I've had way higher expenses now. I pretty much have the same expenses running a business or higher expenses than someone just does like paying rent or whatever. I've already got higher overheads. Um, so what was I going to, where was I going to, where was I going with that? Cause this is, I've embraced how different I am and I was talking about my bills. Where, where the fuck was I going with that? Anyway, yeah, so with this year, yeah, because I was a typical person that was going out and stuff. Oh, that's what I was talking about. I was talking about my, uh, what I was like when I was younger. But like 25, I don't know what happens at 25, but your hangovers just get worse, right? And at 25, I just like, I think I maybe just woke up, looked to my bank account and went, this can't go on. This can't keep happening, Gavin. Um, and... I had a girlfriend at the time and me and her were absolute rockets and rock I've learned being away by the way, rocket can mean a good thing 
like as in like someone's really fit rocket means maniacs and so we would like when the lockdown first hit we would drink like fucking five bottles of wine over the friday saturday sunday and a bottle of gin and like that was just what we were doing for the first like six to eight weeks of it and we were doing it like with her flatmates or my flatmates and we were just getting blind drunk and i remember one of the times we were just sitting on a balcony and we had we had a bottle of gin between us and that was just at like 12 o'clock in the day and i remember looking at her going like, i'm stone cold sober and then we just got another one so we would have had like by three hours into the day we would have had a bottle of gin each and that was the way i was kind of living and then at 25 i just sort of changed i think that was why i think that was one of the big reasons why me and her had a lot of friction when i came back and also towards the end of australia because i was going like that and she was just obviously staying the same and wanted to keep drinking i am um, but it took me a while to sort of get my head around that because all my friends that i'd made was through drinking all my friends that i had made was through because i was a bit stupid when i was out as well so all of my friends were revolved around me being a bit of a fanny when i was out so also my friends were fannies when they were out um, and they're still fun to go out with and stuff but when when i was i was like i need to mature i need to start making money also when i was going home i was thinking in the uk i don't have any qualifications i also notoriously hate working for anyone so i was like i'm gonna have to start my own business doing something i like and i'm gonna have to take it seriously and i'm gonna have to put all my effort into it because if i don't i'll like i'll be suicidal if i have to work in like a call center or something because i'd just done it in sydney and it was like torture like there was eight of us and all of us hated it right but i was like the next level above like people go oh, i hate this and they go oh. and then i'd be like no like i really really <laughs> i really really hate this be like oh but it's not that bad and i was like no but it is that bad it's actually horrific there was like if put it this way if you went into the disabled bathrooms in that place there was um two two sort of dents in the wall now those dents were caused by this forehead because i'd went in there and just hit and like i'm not someone that you know you get those guys that have like got holes in their cupboard or whatever from playing fifa or having arguments with their parents I don't do stuff like that, but that place was that bad that that's what it drove me to. And I don't think I meant to do it. I think I was just like tapping it, like trying not, trying to like compose myself. And then I just went bang. And that happened on two separate occasions. So yeah, I've embraced that, I'm, that I've changed. It's took me ages, but like I've got some other mates now that don't drink. Like I go over. I can just like go over and see Michael in Belfast and he he's not like a big drinker and we we'll just literally go play like this this is what I mean, this this will be fun for me. We play a thing called pickleball in Belfast, which is just basically like tennis but in like a sports hall and you can just sort of smack the ball and like we'll go do stuff like that and I'll be I'll literally be happy whereas I used to be like, Oh here, let's have twenty eight pints. That would make me happy. Um, I've got a wee bit of a cold coming on as well. Actually, it's going away. Number seven. So this is probably one of the most important things for this year going forward. So I've been running my own business now for two and a half years. And I haven't really focused on money since I started, which would seem stupid to most people. But I'm actually happy the way I've done it because... I've now learned so much, like, I've went fully for this, only the last, like, four weeks, like, if you look on my Instagram, I haven't posted as much, um, yeah, and it's only because this is the first time that I've been away, and I can't really, I just can't make videos or the way I've been, been doing it, just because I've been moving about, I'm, like, looking at the house going, where can I even, like, film this, um, and then there's people in the house that I don't know and stuff, so I'm just not, like, in that place yet to be able to just fire out a camera and start talking but um i just focused on getting better at everything i was doing so i got better at filming videos got better at talking to a camera i was already decent at talking to a camera but i got way better at it and um, done a lot of in-person coaching this year um and even like my online coaching is way different to what i'd say most people's is because 
because I focus so much on like form. So people send me form videos, whereas most coaches will just send you like a meal plan and then like your plan to follow. They won't actually help you much with the gym. That's why you're probably better off getting an in-person one. But I've really tried to make mine focused around being able to learn how to lift in the gym. So I'm actually starting a new... I'm going to rebrand all my online coaching this year. I'm going to call it Learn to Lift. Um, and it's going to be focused around teaching people from scratch how to lift in the gym online. So obviously, in-person coaching is probably a bit better for someone who's looking to learn to lift. But a lot of people just aren't capable, one, of paying for an in-person coach because it's quite expensive. Two, they just might not have the time because if you're doing split shifts or whatever, you can't commit to the same time with PTs. Also, you might just not be able to find a decent in-person PT because they are pretty scarce. There's loads of good ones, but there's also... I think anyone that's good at coaching after like two or three years, they're just sort of like, I'd say most of them just like either move to online or they just up their prices a lot and keep the same clients because when you're actually good at this job, you like you don't need to do anything because you've got no competition. If you're actually good at it, you will just, clients will flock to you because there's, there's not many good ones. So it is quite hard to come across a good PT. So the way, the way I phrase that it, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not because there isn't good ones. It's because when you're good, they're hard to get a hold of. So the way I'm coming at online coaching now is I'm going to post some transformation pictures. And, but I'm going to I'm gonna post a lot of like someone's first exercise, like the first time they've done a remaining deadlift compared to like 12 weeks in after I've sent them like a form video every week or every second week. Their form gets way better. I should have done this ages ago, but I'm going to... I'm going to um, focus at all on teaching people how to lift so that brings me on to what the point was it was that money money and business matters money and life matters um as, as much as people hate to say it especially if you're running your own business obviously if you're i am um, on a wage it's very hard you can't just be in like here can i get 20 extra grand this year on my salary um but for me like in order for me to live a life that I enjoy, which is like coming, like this is the first time I've been away. I need to do this more next year. I want to like maybe live in Spain for a while and stuff next year. So I'm going to change all my business to run a lot more smoothly, but also being honest so I can make a lot more money. And I don't just mean a little bit more money, a lot more money because I've sort of like made enough to for me to go, right, I'm doing all right, but I've not made enough for me to feel comfortable. Um, and every time I've like made a little bit more, I've actually, like my expenses have went higher. And if I'm being honest, I actually made more in my first year than I did in my second year. Because my second year, that's when I went in in-person coaches. So I'm like two and a half, like maybe approaching three years now. And then for the second part of it, I was like, I'm going to go in in-person coaching, learn as much as I can. And I'm still going to do more of that. But for the first two and a half years of business, which is what I think most people should do and what and what most people don't do, is I actually just spent the time really trying to learn as much as I could and help as much people as I can and do a lot of form stuff because most PTs can't teach people form. If you want a gym now, people don't even teach their clients form. So that's the way I came at it. So I'm not, I don't regret anything I've done because if I tried to do this before where I just set it up to make money out like all i wouldn't be able to make like systems where i could help people's form and stuff because i wouldn't know how to help people's form unless i actually done the groundwork of learning do you know what i mean so I, w I wouldn't be able to set it up like this unless i took the slower route of actually getting good at my job and i'm still got loads to learn and i i'm just like that anyway like I, every time anything to do with work i see all of it as a opportunity to learn sort of thing um but yeah if I'm being honest with you, this year I'm going to make a lot more money. And I, you should be alright with that because I think I deserve it, you prick. Um, yeah, this was an important one for me to learn. So, just coming away and stuff. Also moving, because I would have moved back from London just before the end of last year. And like, I've had a lot of conversations with people... So when you live in Australia, most people are terrified of going back home, like absolutely terrified of it. 
Um, so it'd be something you would have you would have a conversation with all the time because most people, the people who want to straight, stay in Australia tend to be the people that hated back home the most. So I remember when I moved to so I done like most of my time in Melbourne. Then I had eight months left in my visa, so I moved to Sydney because I started. <laughs> this is a, just this sums me up right. I'm quite erratic, so if I start freaking out about something, usually. I, or like I have a feeling about something, and usually the feeling's right, and I just I just do it straight away. So I, I, like my dad will always be like, "You're why do you you just don't give yourself any time to think about anything?" And it's like because I'm like because I when I feel the feeling, I know and I just act on it because I just I know myself well enough, and I know when I start getting feelings that like it's not gonna go away, and it's usually the right feeling. Like I'll have the same feelings in relationships and stuff as well. Um, and they're always right. Like if I'm like, I need to get out of this. Like I'm right because I'm not in the right relationship. I wouldn't have that feeling. So I just started going like, that. I need to get out of Melbourne because I had eight months left in my visa, and I was like, I don't want to end up having to leave at the end of this visa. And I've only like lived in Melbourne. I've only like went on holiday once. So it's like I'm gonna move to Sydney. I tried to like get all these different types of jobs. You could do jobs in like the outback of Australia. The reason I wanted to do them is because one, it'd be a different experience and I wanted to save up money for doing personal training. So I wanted to come back with at least five thousand pounds or something and I'd I'd maybe had like I had nothing. Because I'd I'd saved up about five thousand pound. Then my mate, one of my best mates, JB, came over for two weeks, and um, we went up the east coast for two weeks, and I spent all of that money. And um, so that gives you an insight as to what I was like as well. So I had this feeling in my head that I had to live somewhere else, otherwise I was gonna have not wasted my time in Australia. So I put my room up. Moved to Sydney all in the space of like two or three days. I'm actually with one of the girls that I used to work with. And she, so I was working in a different bar, the one across the road. And I couldn't remember any of this. And she was like, you know, when you moved, like you didn't really say goodbye to people. Like you just walked in the bar and was like, I hate goodbyes. I'm going to Sydney. <laughs> and then you, then you left like the next day. Cause I remember all the goodbyes everyone else had. And like, you'd been nearly crying and all that. And I was like, I can't do that. So I just walked in and was like, like one of my best mates, Dylan, um, I just shook his hand and was like, here, I'm away to Sydney. And he was like, what? And I was like, I'm going to Sydney tomorrow. Um, and I just, someone took my room. I didn't even tell my work that I was leaving. I just went and I was like, here, I've booked a flight to Sydney. This will be my last shift. And that was me. I was gone. And um, yeah, so all like when I was in Sydney, I got a job in a call center and I just remember every like second night I was having nightmares about being back in Glasgow that's how much I hated back home before I left I just and it's that this is what I mean about this is what this one was it was you can set yourself set yourself up a good life in most places number seven or number eight whatever we're on I don't know I don't I'm not very good with lists I'm dyslexic numbers i think i might actually be dyslexic and i think i might have adhd um i used to i was going through one of like well i'm just changing topics to adhd um but anyway i've spoke to a lot of people that felt the same and i was explaining to them once i was back home for like because you basically it's basically like a breakup so when you go back home you have to kind of just you just have to go for a breakup which is so grim like it was horrible but after I'd done that, then imagine I went to London and that was like me having a, a rebound and it was terrible. And then I went back to Glasgow and then after that, I'm pretty sure like I used to have like many meltdowns where I felt like I had to leave and stuff. That whole last year in Glasgow, like I was fine and I was actually worried about coming here because I didn't want to like have the feelings that I had before. And But I'm just, I'm not really getting them. I'm actually anxious about staying here too long in case I, do you know what I mean, like, it's just weird, it's, I can't, ex unless you've ever lived abroad, and then, like, had the chance to maybe go back, I, I don't think you would understand the feelings that go through your head, it's like, it's maybe like, getting back with an ex, and it being good, but you knowing that it didn't work before, because that's what it's like here, like, there's one, the visas are so hard to get, 
the route to stay there's no easy route to stay for me it would be a case of either getting a, a girlfriend or getting a sponsored job which I'm not going to do because I prefer doing this and I've worked hard to set my life up like this so it's just not something uh, I think like the I just don't think the pros outweigh the cons because the cons for me are so huge whereas if you do a job and your job you can get sponsored and your job's better than back home the the pros well outweigh the cons here like massively like the life's better here like it just is like the lifestyle's better here like if you could just take your family here and take a few of your friends here and you came here there's no way you would go back like it's better as it everything's better but for me, those cons are so high that it's now not worth it. But the good thing is, now that I've had a year, that was the first year back home where I was at, like, I managed to appreciate things back home because I'd lived in London and that place is such a fucking hellhole. Um, and when I came back, there's just stuff I appreciate. Like going to a pub in Glasgow and just talking to random people. People people in Glasgow are the funniest people in the world. But I don't care what anyone says. Like Irish, Irish are funny, right? And I'll, I like a lot of Irish people, but I don't care. Glasgow people are the funniest people in the fucking world. They're just mad and they're hilarious. Um, and uh, like a lot of people like over here as well, they'll be like, why do you call yourself Glaswegian? And like, if they ask where you're from, I don't say Scotland, I say Glasgow because I'm so patriotic towards Glasgow. And I was like, that. I actually was like that before, even when I hated living in it. People would be like, oh, what, what, so if... Like, cause I'd speak about Glasgow and I'd be like, if it's so good, why'd you live here? And I was like, cause it's fucking shit. <laughs> but now I appreciate loads as well. I I never went to Lot Lomond enough. It's class. It's actually so good. And you don't even need to do a trek. You can even do things like Ben Ann. It's only like an hour. That's still a trek. But there's just or or you can even just go. I uh, can't remember what you call it. There's there's pl- there's different places around Lot Lomond that you could just go and sit. And I can sit there all day, any time in the weekend. And now because I can finally drive, I can do that. So that I've learned that as well. You can set up a life back home. And I was speaking to other people that were scared about going back home that are maybe starting to get over like Australia and stuff. And I'm like, see if you go home, don't go back into the... Treat it like you were coming to Australia. Because Australia is... The only reason Australia is good is because it forced you to live a different lifestyle. Forced you to get new friends. Forced you to get a new job. Forced you to get new flatmates. If you go back home, treat it the same. Don't go back home. Like, um, I know it's ironic because I live with my dad, but that's actually part of why I like back home. But I didn't, I didn't just start texting people that I used to hang about with that were probably part of the reason why I didn't like it. Because like back home, a lot of my, a lot of the people, not even just my school group, but like just people I've made friends with through parties and stuff. I just find if they never go away anywhere, it just becomes dead cliquey. I just had groups where sometimes I get invited out and then sometimes I wouldn't based on there maybe being someone there or an ex or something. That, do you know what I mean? It was just that way. And I just hated, I hated all of that. Whereas you come to Australia, you just invite anyone out. If you've got mates, you bring them. If the other person was like, here, this is my mate, whatever. You just meet them. No one cares. So you have to come at it with a different attitude. Find new mates and then... You probably started something different when you were in Australia. Like, for instance, I started... I just joined loads of different football teams, actually. I played, played five sides and joined another team. Just do the same back home. Like, I think when when I go back home this time, I've seen there's, like, dips in Loch Lomond and loads of people just go and do dips in Loch Lomond. That's what I'm going to do, just just to meet different people. But that, I've learned that. Like, like, and I need to make... like. I'm the type of person that can just turn up to something on my tip uh, on my own. Like when traveling on my own stuff as well. So I don't really get nervous for things like that. So I can set up anywhere and it's something that I've realized this year. Um got two more for you. This is actually well longer, I thought. See, because I'm not got a producer, I can actually just cr- crack on with this. And uh, not like before I was like drill like I was reading off a sheet and actually just saying all the stuff, whereas because I'm not nervous at some stone guy looking at me in the back uh, in the background. Sorry, Paul. Um, I can actually just say stuff. I hope this is. I'm actually really nervous now that this hasn't recorded because I need I need this I need this up. Um. Yeah, number nine. Always avoid the traps. Sorry. Um. For me, going back home, I noticed straight away that 
people are more materialistic. I don't think Scotland is more materialistic than, say, Australia. Definitely not, because Australians are more materialistic than people from Scotland. But when you come here, backpackers or people on visas aren't more materialistic because no one... No one knows if they're definitely staying, so people don't buy couches or buy car. Like, if you buy a car, you're like, I might have to sell this in a year. So you buy an absolute scrapper. So it's not a case that Scottish people are more materialistic. It's more people that are staying in their hometown and they're in the same place. They become more materialistic by that choice because they are with loads of people that they know. And it just, by humans it's just human human nature that you want to like status signal a bit more or show that you've got a bit more power or whatever but I noticed, I noticed that coming back home straight away remember going on a few dates I can drive at the time people are like what car do you drive and I was like I don't drive so there's your wreck there um, but people are looking at what car you drive and it's all a lot of it's about mortgages and stuff like that and it, there is a pressure to go into that, and especially every year you get older. Like, I'm 27 now. Like, I, I I used to say this stuff when I was, like, 22 or whatever, that I didn't want to get a mortgage, and that was fine then. But now at 27, people are like, what do you mean you're not getting a mortgage? Like, buying a, why why would you rent and not buy a house? And, like, see if you weigh up buying a house versus renting. I don't know why people don't... Because if you actually look at it logically, it's not some wildly better decision... Because if you if you get a mortgage, it might be cheaper, right? But you're committing to that place for a long, long time. You're also it's not guaranteed that you'll make a lot more money. Say you sell it in twenty years or ten years and you've made ten grand on it. I'm sorry, but you will have spent more than ten grand on the upkeep of that house. If your boiler goes straight away, that's a lot of money. You've probably painted the walls loads of different times. Like I think I think it's quite a like farce that people think that buying a house is so much better than renting. I'm not saying it's not better than renting or I'm not saying that you've made a bad decision buying a house, by the way. I'm saying that it's not that clear cut and it's not... I don't think anyone should look down on renting at all because there's so many benefits to renting. And for me, it depends who you are as well. If you know you're going to stay in that house and you just, you're such a home person and you don't really care about anything else, you don't care about traveling, you've got no much to travel or whatever, then fair, yeah, buy a house, do it up. And like, especially if you're not arsed about selling it, then you are, you are probably better buying a house. But if you're you're arsed about maybe like trying to make money or trying to like make better decisions on like your life, then buying a house isn't any better. And for me, renting, even even getting in a lease is too much for me. I would probably now only rent if I knew that I could get out were a month or I knew that I was able to sublet it because even in London people were like oh do you want to go to Spain for two months and I was like I'm paying 900 quid a month just for rent here before bills so the idea of staying someone else for two months paying rent there and paying my rent home doesn't make any sense to me or I've just got myself in a trap which is what I'm saying I managed when I went back home when I passed my test because I knew I was coming here anyway I just started like using my auntie's car Um. I didn't jump in. Like, I was looking at places to rent in like the West End about February or March time. And I just was like, do you know what? There's actually no point in me doing this. I may as well just at 26, 27, live with my dad for a year because it will set me. And like, if I didn't do that, there would be little chance of me being in Bali in Australia. And would I have preferred to have lived in Partick for eight, nine months this year, or even the full year, would I have preferred to have do, to do that or prefer to have the flexibility to get on a flight to the other side of the world and be here for three months? I would always choose the latter, whereas the so- social pressure would make you choose the, the first one. So that's something that I'm pretty big on. And if, I think the next year as well, Whatever I do, I just want to have my, give myself as little ties as possible to stuff that like involves really committing to it. And I know that probably sounds like the last thing a girl would want to hear, but that's just what my personality is like. I don't like the idea of not being able to switch things up because I know how erratic I am. So I need to be able to bail if I want to bail. Um, I think the last one I'm going to end on by the way, before I do this one, whatever platform you're listening or watching on, if you're on YouTube, give me a wee like. 
if you're on Spotify, follow the podcast, stick on those wee alerts, and rate the podcast. Because this this has been a lot of effort for me to set this up. I forgot to say as well, see this recording p- platform, whatever it's called, Riverside, motherfucker. Um, that cost me 150 quid just to do this podcast. That's a joke. Well, everyone, why is everyone cost so much money? It cost me less to get a studio. So, Christmas Day podcast, still going strong. Show me some support in some way, otherwise I'm going to throw myself off a ridge. Um, last one, we'll finish on this, and then we'll go, I'm absolutely roasting, and I can't turn on the aircon because it'll the sound will fuck up on this. Um, this year laser focusing on one thing i don't mean one thing in general but like whatever it is if it's like social media or business i'm gonna laser focus on the one thing that i know i'm good at um and it's took you can't do that at the start because you don't really know what you're good at for me podcast and that's gonna be my main social media thing my um instagram is gonna be more focused on like showing off my business and like client testimonials doing things that's fully fitness focused let probably less piss takey stuff i'm actually just going to be like my instagram is just pt and then the podcast is just having fun and talking shit with random people that are quite funny and um, that's that's what i'm going to do because the podcast is working and it's nothing to do with fitness so why would i make it fitness focused um and obviously i think i'm capable of having serious conversations with someone that's had like an interest in life as well and actually getting something good out of them so i don't think it'll be all because the last few i've done about 10 and maybe like five of them were like comedians and like or even the one with brad was a lot more piss takey or whatever and they that's probably my favorite type of podcast but just i think as listeners and you can let me know this just either d like see if you dm me something about the podcast i'll definitely get back to you like people have been giving me like um what do you call it guest like recommendations and stuff like do that all the time on instagram i cannot get enough of them and like just anything any feedback you have on this just dm me and i will get back to you because i know there's a there's a lot of people listening to this and they're all listening to different they all have different preferences. So I'm not like trying to niche down. I actually just want to like make interesting podcasts and then some will do better than others, but it will just keep growing. Cause see, since I didn't miss a week of this, it's grew loads. Like I, they were only getting like a hundred lessons before. Now some of them have got like 700, 800 lessons and that's just lessons <coughs> on like Apple and Spotify. Whereas YouTube, some of them have like a thousand stuff like that as well. Um, so let let me know anything you want to enjoy you want to enjoy let me know anything that you have enjoyed and like what you maybe want to hear more of what type of podcast you've enjoyed the most so far and um, so that's my thing gonna laser focus on the podcast get as much interesting guests as possible probably take it on the road a few times if i go back home i'll probably take it on the road um and go down to like london i've actually got quite a lot of guests in like newcastle probably have like brad and stuff on again probably like people that more people that i can get on in belfast and stuff and now i've got little studios that i can set up um and around the country so i'm actually going to be able to travel with it so anyone you want on let me know um in regards to laser focusing as well business like i said i'm going to focus way more on my systems and business i'm doing away with on my online coaching i'm just scrapping check-ins because I hate them and I'm a shite. I don't think I'm good at them and I don't think people actually get that much benefit from them whereas I know I'm good at like doing form videos and giving people like if someone says to me on a Thursday that they're maybe not feeling it or whatever I know I'm good at like voice messaging them get it, get them back into things or just putting things into perspective for them whereas check-ins just looking through things and being like oh let me change this, this and this that's shite. I'm not doing it anymore um, so I'm going to laser focus on getting all my systems like the best way that will get the best out of me as a coach and the best for the client and um, also if you want to apply for that there will be a link below i'm going to launch the, i'm actually going to do a launch from online coaching probably like mid to late jan and i'll be letting you know more about that um coming up but if you want to apply for it it's still the same form and um, i'll do a call with you and stuff like that coming up 
um, and then you'll probably be starting like mid to late Jan once I get all the systems right because I need to go change a few things. Um, anything else on? The... anything else? No. Nah, I think that's what I, that's all I wanted to talk about was the when I talked about laser focusing. It's pretty much just social media, podcast, and business money and systems basically. Um, so I think we'll end that there. Um, I now need to stop this recording and see what the hell I've actually recorded because this is on my phone, my laptop's down there, my mic's connected to that. I don't really know what I'm doing, so we'll see how we go on there. Again, thank you for listening. Any podcast guest recommendations, let me know. Any sort of help at all with liking, writing, or sharing the podcast. When we start getting guests on, if as many of you can even just share some of the clips on your story and tag me, that would be great because I'm going to need to start like, tagging stuff on my story. But we'd just like to say a massive thank you for everyone that supported the podcast this year. Um, since I started doubling down on it, it's definitely grown a lot and I'm getting a lot of traction, especially on like the clips and stuff. The clips, the clips are going wild on TikTok, so I'm pretty sure this is going to grow like fuck in the next year. <coughs> And if you keep supporting it, I'll get better and better guests on because the more views I can show people that I get or the more clips get shared, I can attract better guests. So thank you very much. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your new year, even though Christmas will already be done by the time I upload this. And I'll catch you in the next one.